Hi, Steve here. I've had a couple of weeks now to get adjusted and used to the Substack platform, kind of like getting used to a new car when you learn where everything is and how to use it. This is my personal invitation to everyone who's been watching my videos on the other platforms. Please join me now at thinkaboutit.substack.com. I'm on five other platforms and now Substack makes six, but why I like this platform so much and why I know you'll like it, I'm gonna to explain to you. Unlike YouTube or any other platform that sends you a notification if you sign up and sometimes you don't seem to get it, right? Substack sends out a notification to you automatically the minute I put new material up. Not only that, but the videos, the podcasts, and even the articles are all right there on my Substack channel. No banning or shadow banning of any kind, and I can get my video to you with lightning speed. Now, if that wasn't enough, here's another cool part. It sends you everything that I post, including the text version, the video, or the podcast, and it's all right there on your email. You click on that video in your email, and it takes you right to the channel where you can watch the whole thing. Once you subscribe with your email, you'll automatically get every new upload and be able to watch it without jumping through hoops like some of these other platforms put you through. I won't mention any names because I still post on all these platforms, but I hope to get all my subscribers and all my viewers moved over to Substack because I absolutely love this platform and I think you will too. I've even started another channel right within my main Substack channel, which is another cool feature of Substack which means when you log in, you can use both of them. You can go into both of those channels without having to sign into anything else. Just go to thinkaboutit.substack.com today and see for yourself. We've even got a chat feature built right in. So please join me at my new Substack channel where you can listen to past podcasts, watch videos, and you'll get my new video uploads at lightning speed. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. I'm posting content on my Substack channel that you can't find on any of the other channels. During the most catastrophic forest fires in all of Canadian history, experienced local firefighters are being sidelined. Retired forestry technician Peter McIsaac put together an experienced team of firefighters, contacted the government, and offered to volunteer their support. As things progressed last week and buildings were burning and, and uh, people were being evacuated, I realized that, can't, that uh, Nova Scotia had a resource of retired uh, technical staff that were experts at fighting fire. I called some of these guys up and I put together a crack team. On the first team I put together we had close to 200 years of experience of fighting fires here in the, uh, the Acadia region and our own government passed over an opportunity to hire a team of professionals to come in and help them. Our team stayed on standby hoping that we'd get a call all week and that call never came. So if you lost your house and fires remained out of control when a politician looks you in the eye and says, we did everything we could, they're lying to your face. While the government lets Canada burn, they blame climate change. But other than all the fires, nothing significant has changed. And the massive amount of wildfires just started a few years ago. So what happened? Over 90% of wildfires are caused by humans, and many of them are intentional which is known as arson. During the surge of wildfires along the west coast of the United States a few years ago, 
Several people were arrested for arson, including a 41-year-old man who admitted to starting 11 fires. Security cameras show people's houses being set on fire. A homeowner caught an arsonist dressed in all black, and a member of black-clad terrorist organization Antifa was arrested for arson in Washington state. Just months before the 2020 wildfires, Extinction Rebellion published a poster with a burning forest and the words, declare a climate emergency. And in Canada, in 2021, a woman was charged with 32 counts of arson connected to numerous wildfires in Northeast Alberta. Last year in British Columbia, a 42-year-old woman was arrested and charged with four counts of arson. And this year, there is much more. In Alberta, the RCMP are searching for a suspect after a fire broke out in Grand Prairie. The suspected arsonist was reportedly wearing all black. The RCMP's serious crime branch, the Forestry Crimes Unit, have been investigating multiple wildfires and arsons, and a 29-year-old man has been charged with 10 counts of arson. In Nova Scotia, the RCMP believe at least three of the fires in Pictou County were arson. Satellite imagery shows that on June 2nd, most of Southeast Quebec went up in flames at the same time, which demonstrates a highly coordinated arson attack. Somewhere between Wyoming and California, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate reportedly disappeared from a train. Ammonium nitrate can be used as an explosive, and it can also be used as an accelerant. On its own, ammonium nitrate will not burn under a flame, but mix it with sawdust, and it quickly ignites and burns everything it can. And now the federal government of Canada is creating a special national disaster response agency, their very own FEMA. They create the problem, and your reaction demands that they provide a solution. Werner von Braun, the German aerospace engineer who was imported into NASA under Operation Paperclip, claimed the US government would stage an alien invasion, according to one of his assistants near the end of his life. When Werner von Braun was dying of cancer, he asked me to be his spokesperson, to appear on occasions when he was too ill to speak. And what he asked me to do was to educate decision makers and the public about why we shouldn't be putting weapons in space. What was most interesting to me was a repetitive sentence that he said to me over and over again during the approximately four years that I had the opportunity of working with him. The strategy that Werner von Braun taught me was that first the Russians are going to be considered to be the enemy. In fact, when I met him in 74, they were the enemy. Then terrorists would be identified, and that was soon to follow. Then we were going to identify third world country crazies. We now call them nations of concern. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over, during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. 
And this week, a former intelligence official, David Charles Grouch, claimed to blow the whistle on the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, stating that many flying objects retrieved are, quote, of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing, and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Grouch said the recoveries of partial fragments and intact vehicles have been made for decades by the U.S. government. And in fact, he says, quite a number of alien spacecraft are in their possession. So what are these non-human vehicles? And why is he choosing to blow the whistle now? Is he a part of a disclosure psyop, setting the stage for an incoming invasion story as Warner Von Braun suggests? Also, why are the majority of UFO sightings within the United States? Is it because our own government progenerates these supposed alien crafts? Spaceships in the sky is one thing, but the real threat is posed by the intelligent beings which control the aircraft, human, alien, or other. And for the alien invasion psyop to be effective, populations of the world must be made to fear the pilots flying the craft. As the local news reported, a Las Vegas family saw an illuminated aircraft fall into their backyard before a couple of classic massive alien creatures emerged. The family says something crashed into their backyard prompting them to call 911 saying they saw creatures walking around. Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now and tonight our David Charns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David? Brad Denise, sources telling Bay News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed. Whether it was non-humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so we terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard. Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and and they're not human. They're 100 percent not human. Okay. Well, the eight news now investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night. But the big question is, what was it and is it all connected? It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this. Something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Oh, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. Is this all just mass hysteria? A government psyop? Or a satanic deception? Perhaps rather than being threatened by the existence of extraterrestrial life, or even a massive disclosure deception by the hand of our own government, maybe we should be more weary of the great adversary and his legions of fallen angels, who work with all power and signs and lying wonders to deceive even the very elect.